Hey kids, this is Aaron from the podcast that wouldn't die. And Kevin and I use Zencaster. You think you're better than us, that you're using something else? You're wrong. Zencaster's the place to be. Who are you to deny it? It's now super easy to record a podcast with Zencaster. Log in using your browser and start recording a high quality podcast right away. Record studio quality sound and up to 4K video with your guests. Feel a sense of zen knowing Zencaster's multi-layered backups ensure you always have your recordings in the highest quality, even if the connection is unstable. If you thought about podcasting before and realized that you need a lot of different tools and services, those days are over. With Zencaster's all-in-one podcasting platform, you can create your podcast all in one place and distribute to Spotify, Apple, and other major destinations. Go to Zencaster.com slash pricing and use our code DIEHARD and you'll get 30% off your first month of any Zencaster paid plan. We want you to have the same experiences we do for all our podcasting and content needs. It's time for you to share your story. Only a fool will give up a chance for a 30% discount. Hello again, me popsicles, and welcome to season two of Science Fiction Remnant. Go ahead and grab your multipass, a drink, and sit back with us and geek out about sci-fi. Let's pick each other's brain. We want you to be part of our intimate conversation about science fiction topics. And hang around to the end of the episodes for the real world science that was inspired by your favorite science fiction. Let's do this. Let's talk about science fiction topics in books, movies, TV shows, and games. At Science Fiction Remnant, you are invited to listen in. Listen now on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Anchor, Audible, Groupods, or whatever you listen to podcasts. You can catch the video pods on our YouTube a month later. And don't forget your multipass, you me popsicles. Science Fiction Remnant is brought to you by the hashtag This Is Sci-Fi. No capital cuties were harmed in the making of this commercial. Ba -ba -ba -ba. the street to avoid. Now, Wes Craven, creator of A Nightmare on Elm Street, takes you inside. Welcome to the latest episode of the podcast that wouldn't die. I'm your host, Kevin. With me as always is Aaron. I say good day. This week, we're discussing the horror classic, The People Under the Stairs, Starring a variety of people. Ving Rhames is in this, shockingly Ving Rhames, that's the only name you need to know. Because that's, that's the only, only name you, you will know, know, probably. <laughs> exactly. Uh, each week on the podcast, The Wouldn't Die, we discuss guilty pleasures and forgotten classics of the horror and sci-fi genre with a comedic twist. Aaron, what's up with you? My cats have decided to uh, shit in my fireplace. So that's fun. So... What I had done is I had put like silica sand and glass blocks, kind of like our yep. mom has. I know what you're talking well, they about. they figured that there was sand under there. So as a warning to them, I lit the fireplace last night, to which they kept trying to crawl inside. So I figured it's a Darwin thing. If they do burst into flames, 
I do have three, so maybe it's a lesson to the others. It's kind of a uh, goodbye, cruel world situation where you're thinking hey, all the humanity. Hey, you got to be smart enough not to put your head directly into a flame. Um, but lesson not learned because now they're more curious and now there's no flame. So now I just caught the, all three of them in the fireplace. That's so, when Aaron, you turn it on. Turn it on while they're in there and they'll, they'll learn one way or another. So I'm going to spend the afternoon now removing all the glass block, removing all the sand, uh, and spraying FU cat spray everywhere, and then throwing it in a match. You can't have sand around cats. They will they will make it their own, if you know what I'm you saying. You can't have sand. You can't have anything. You can't have anything. It's, it's like if it's like giving birth to like a squirrel. So it's going to be climbing around, knocking everything down, and laughing. Scratching at you. the hell out of stuff. Scratching the hell, breaking your blinds. Yeah. Uh, hiding in the closet, and then you don't notice till you come home from work six hours later, to which they have now shit all over your shoes. Yay! <laughs> yeah, they're bad. So much fun. Cats so- suck. That's cats a, are uh, are wonderful and they suck they are cats. sweet and the devil all at the they, same time they are basically i had cats you know this i had to get rid of them when i married my wife because she's deathly allergic and it was a blessing in disguise <laughs> <laughs> i didn't get i gave them we gave them to uh, you know people who you threw them in the fire <laughs> don't lie you wasn't the put them down the furnace the river. yes 100 percent, 100 percent Aaron, oh. give us your 30-second synopsis of The People Under the Stairs. Strange people living in L.A., living their best life, you know, just trying to raise children they find and capture to be perfect little people. And when they're not, you got to cut the evil out and then put them in your garage. Don't try to rob these people. Happy ending. The end. I remember having. I went to the theater to see this movie. When oh, I out. saw this in the theater. I saw and it when I it came remember, out. I remember being very disappointed in the premise because I thought it was going to be kind of like there are zombies under the, you know, there's creatures that live down in the cell, you know, something along those lines. No. And it's like, it's no. like pale. I, honestly, speaking of pale, they're just people who listen to a lot of Nirvana and stuff. This is That's the 90s. Cool. It is literally what we used to joke and call it the rocker dudes under the stairs. Yes. Because there's really a bunch of grunge looking dudes with opened up boots and flannel. They just happen yes. to be living under the stairs. Well, and you got to remember, this is the last gasp of rock stars having long hair. Yeah. You know, in, into the 90s, people realized That's kind of strange. So then you had <laughs> even Metallica cut their hair, for goodness sake. So, yeah, they, they definitely, their fashion was grunge, but yeah. with, like, long hair. But, of course, no facial hair. They've been down no. in the basement for God knows how long. Not even a wisp of facial hair. So how old is I assume 12? facial hair is evil. So if you want to eat, you know, a, a bad kid's leg, you couldn't do that until, in fact, you've shaved. And they have no correct. tongues. So, the whole <laughs> Was you harm? Was you What the? <laughs> That's Black Hole Sun without a tongue. Got it. I thought you were just doing a horrible, uh, inappropriate, uh, making fun of people. No, 
they all had their tongues cut out. How Not all you? of them, but yeah, enough of them to make it an issue. So only only if they blasphemed. Only if they blast, if they see no evil, hear no evil, or speak no evil, right? If they do they any cut out things, the bad part. Cut out the bad part and throw them down in the in the in the cellar. In, I in, bet in there was all cut I bet there was all kinds of evil being seen, especially with the uh, the gimp. Yikes. This movie is so bizarre. It is so bizarre. I but I, I remember being disappointed by it when yeah, I was it wasn't scary. The I mean it wasn't scary at all. Well, and you made the point when we started to watch it, because it's one of those few instances where we watched it together. You made the point that this is a horror comedy. Yeah. And I think it's, you pointed it out that it's written in places, horror comedy, people under the stairs. And I don't find it funny. So I find it interesting that it's a horror comedy. I remember finding it kind of funny because it's so campy. The, the weird couple who are brother and sister... Ma pa, I thought I thought that was kind of amusing, but okay. you know it's not a knee slapper. It's definitely not a knee slapper. That's for damn show. I also we... wrote three three uh, notes. That's all. And I was sitting right notes? next to you watching. I got a page this. of notes. I got a page of notes. Right yeah, so now. you're gonna carry this load. We shall see. Let's just jump right into the highlights, Aaron. Why don't you read one of your three notes? For goodness' sake. Why are there gold doubloons? And why That's is there one here? What, what is this coin collection? And how would anyone know about this infamous coin collection? That's since correct. Since people clearly don't ever see anybody. So basically what's happening in this movie is that in the, in the ghetto, there is... With mansions. A, mansion ghetto. Well, okay. But I'm not talking about where the wealthy family live, although that's another oh. question. In the Down ghetto, the next where, block, the next block over, you have Fool, who's a young kid of like what is he, twelve maybe? Yeah, twelve, like thirteen. Mm-hmm. He lives with his old. He's taken care of by his older sister, and mom is somehow infirmed in the bed. Cancer. Needs an operation. No, she has cancer. That Bing Rings tells him that if they only had money, it's something they could just pop out and she'll be better. But because they're poor in America, they just let you die on the street. They just let you die. If you had a melon baller, you could just handle it. That's how simple. There's a lot of interesting laws in this universe. Like you're late on your rent. So they triple it for every day that you're late and the sheriff can kick you out. Like, that's know, correct. In five minutes. That, yes. They don't, they don't have any money because they live in the ghetto. And they're late on the rent. So a little note codicil in the rental agreement states, uh, <laughs> because it's late, now it's triple. And the cops will be there tomorrow to kick you all out on the street. Unless you fork over the triple. So this is a thing. Um, so this is where they had the great idea to then go just rob the landlord. Correct. Evidently, this this family this crazy rich family owns all the buildings in the ghetto all of them they're slum lords essentially so big and they live in a slum themselves they live in a slum mansion well they live in a yes the wealthy people live in a huge mansion but it's falling apart it's total disrepair and later in the movie when you find all the money they've been hoarding they just literally just throw it in a room there's a room just with piles of money and gold like it's uh, Ebenezer Scrooge or, or something along those lines. Evidently, they don't use any of the money to maintain their home or put no, food it, on the table. Evidently, they live like they're just slicing chunks of government cheese and canned peaches. 
Correct. Correct. But when they're when they're slicing uh, government cheese, it's not government cheese. It's human flesh, as we later discover. <laughs> they the don't movies. need to go to the grocery store because his not. arm was evil. He gave me the finger. Therefore, his arm is evil. Therefore, we're having a Yankee pot roast well, with a they, hairy arm. Uh, when we first meet them, the evil uh, brother and sister... He is sitting in front of a roaring fireplace in one of those wingback chairs, and he's eating what appears to be a, a rib cage. I don't know yes. what it is. It's, it's like, <laughs> it's, it's something. And complaining it was like about, a, like, but it's thin ribs. It, it looked like it was like a, like a child. rack of lamb. So maybe right. they're eating babies. I don't know. Maybe it's they part are. Of their, their sex farm. But they're complaining. He's complaining about the buckshot, like he's spitting out buckshot. Which oh yeah, he. This is something he took down with his twelve gauge at some point. But of course, he lives in the inner city, so it's huge buckshot. Like like you're shooting like elephants or something. They're like the size of marbles. They're like ping. Right, one hundred percent correct. So Ving Rhames is, I guess, dating fool's sister. I, that there's some kind of relationship there. And he has a plan to go and rob this family because he found a treasure map. There's always a treasure map. Where did the treasure map it's come from? It's like the Goonies, yes. but not as much fun. Right. Do you know what I was thinking about? Speaking of maps, you don't watch the Star Wars movies like I do. I and, watched the first three and a half. And what was it? The... Uh, the Force Awakens, there was a map that leads to uh, where Mark Hamill has been hiding. Who wrote that map? Who wrote, did Mark Hamill, I call him Mark Hamill, Luke Skywalker, did he write the map and said, I'm going was to Mark hide Hamill in the, in the fourth one? Because yes. the Force Awakens? No, the Force is putting me to sleep. That's the <laughs> Sad but true. Um, and then there's, this is a deep, and then in Ahsoka, the Disney Plus show, there's the same kind of thing. We're like, oh, there's a map that will lead us to where they've gone. Who made the map and who gave it to you? Anyway, neither, <laughs> neither here nor one-eyed there. One-Eyed Willie. That's, that's who made Pretty all much. the maps. <laughs> Pretty much One-Eyed Willie. <laughs> so Ving Rhames and his buddy bring Fool along. I guess they, because he's little. So he can like fit into the nooks and crannies of the just of like the, the industrial house. revolution. The five year old can put their hands into the the spinning wheels or whatever. <laughs> into the, fuck. the spinning wheels, <laughs> absolutely, no question. And so Ving Rhames brings his buddy, is some some other uh, you know home invader, <laughs> to come in and rob this family. And it is the worst robbery that the history has ever known. They literally pull into the driveway. With enough space that someone can park behind them, which is in fact what they did. They were the worst rock. This is why they're so poor because they're just too, they're too stupid. It's a wonder that that we even meet, met them because they should have been in prison for 20 years. Absolutely. I mean, such a bust. Frankly, it's suspicious when you're parked across the street, right? But pulling right into the driveway. That's as bold as brass. Mm-hmm. Sweet Jesus. Don't gizza. Don't gizza. They don't gizza. So anyway, the family who lives in the house, like we said, we think they're husband and wife, but they're later it's revealed they're brother and sister. I, is there an incest thing going on? Hard to say. I don't it's know. It's hard to say. They do act strange. We never see them do it. And they don't right. seem to have natural children, although this one is supposed to be a child. They have these children 
Correct. But I don't believe it came from uh, Mama's womb. No. Well, later in the movie, it's revealed. From time to time, they abduct various children, hoping to find the perfect child that they can raise. And when it fails, when it's a failure, you know, the kid's a little too sassy, sees something that they're not supposed to see or hear something they're not supposed to hear. They, they say they cut out the evilness and then toss their little butts down into the cellar. Right. Which they say it's under the stairs. I'll take your word for it. I, I don't know. There's no, it's not a Harry Potter moment, right? <laughs> Where's um, Dobie? Oh, they ate him. Maybe that's course, what he was eating. Dopey. <laughs> Is Dopey a Harry Potter reference? Is that about Dobby? <laughs> Dobby. <laughs> anyway. Do- Harry Potter. It's Dobby. Anyway. So my question is, are there no other girls? Because they have a daughter. But it's the dudes under the stairs. It's the dudes under the stairs. 100%. So what, is this the first time they tried to raise a girl? I don't know. We don't know how long they've been doing this. You know, at various times. a lot of people under the stairs. Sometimes it seems like there's four or five people under the stairs. Sometimes it seems like there's 25 people under the stairs. Who's to say? Nobody knows. They've got a girl upstairs uh, that, you know, they dress up in little dresses. But you're right. How how old is she supposed to be? She's supposed to be like 27. But she's clearly not. No. Like you said. She's clearly in her 20s. Right. And another one of the people under the stairs, who I guess was a little too sassy, is Roach, who escaped the basement and now crawls around in the air ducts. Or the crawl Just crawl yourself out. Right. (laughs) And get help for everyone else, you jackass. That's correct. They can't really escape for some reason. Who's to say? There's locks on every doors, and the doors are electrified. So if you grab grab, uh, the doorknob, you get shocked. In, in, commu- in comedic Freaking uh, kick a hole to the outside. I mean, it's not made out of lead. This is not like 13 ghosts. It's 13 ghosts. Well, he tries to break open a window. I think Ving Rhames tries to smash a window open to escape later. Unable to. The glass does not break. It's like yeah, magic Yeah, Fool glass. opens a window up at the top and, and gets down. No, when they first later try. in the movie. Everybody else has been there for 30 years and they yes. can't figure out that the upstairs window opens. It's, it wasn't just opens. It was opened. When they go up there, it's already open. But they're like, oh, my God, it's too high. And there's no crawl places to hold on. But, of course, you see there's like a balcony just yeah. below it. And even if there's not, there's literally a pond. Fool, so Fool, later in the movie, he gets trapped in there. Ving Rhames is trapped in there. Oh, how are we going to get out? We're trying to rob the place. We're failing. The father, Pa, or whatever his name is, puts on a gimp outfit. Why? Get the gimp. Who knows why? No explanation. Puts on a gimp outfit and a shotgun and tries to, you know, literally shooting holes in all of his walls. This is a residential neighborhood. I know it's the ghetto, but I'm not sure you're allowed to just blast shotguns over and over again. Who's to say? Well, what are the odds that Vin Rames is going to be in two gimp movies? 100% evidently. (laughs) he got his role in pulp fiction they said we noticed you work well with gimps is that something you'd be interested in going into the future yes sign me up and again this is early ving rames 
This is Ving Rhames. I don't know who you are. You're just an actor in this movie, Ving Rhames. He's young and fresh. Young and fresh. Absolutely. So <laughs> what happens is Ving sends his buddy in dressed as the gas man or the electric man or some, some issue along those lines. Ooh, like a barbarian. Like barbarian. And goes in and then promptly disappears. So they're like, well, where the hell did he go? It's been, it's been 10 minutes. He has not come back out. So we think he's stealing all of the gold that is rumored to be in there. Mm-hmm. So I, because even though he's our, our, our compatriot in crime, he's obviously going to betray us. We're in the car. Screw, screw him. We're in the car. Is he just going to run down the street with barrels of gold? Or will he eventually have to come back to the car? Who's to say? Just throw uh, the coins up. Bing. And that's when... That's pieces when, of eight. Bing. Pieces of eight. That's when Ving pulls into the driveway and they easily get into the house. Easily. But of course, easily getting into the house, impossible to get out of the house. Right? With his crowbar, boop, one door opens. It's next like door, the little Chinese the- puzzle where you put your fingers in. It's and true. Go in. You can't go out. There's a steel door at one point that he just pops open in two seconds with his crowbar. Later, it's an aluminum door. It doesn't feel like it's steel. This is some uh, hobo uh, home home safety. Right. And like literally five minutes into the house, you can see this house is in shambles. This is like the Munsters live there or something. I mean, it's not. (laughs) Or the Adams family, if that's more your speed. Anyway, <laughs> it does not look, this isn't Trump Tower, to say the least. Maybe right? it is. We don't know. <laughs> Who's to say? I've never been in I assume that if you go to the Trump Tower in Las Vegas, every room looks just like this. In That's my correct. mind. In your mind. <laughs> Sweet Jesus. So, oh, good. So what else you got, Aaron? What You got just gold coins in the hands? What's the story? I mean, I don't understand why they can't catch Roach and why you would then just start firing through the walls of your own house randomly. Right. It's kind of like the thing where you're just, it's a minus 100 degrees outside, so you're just going to set your living quarters on fire. Correct. That's just good science. That's good no, science. It's just good science. Um, so, fool, Ving Rames is promptly dispatched by uh pa in his gimp outfit and that's when it's kind of revealed that pa is is a cannibal they kind of mm-hmm. yada yada that he's a cannibal they got ving kind of hooked up on a hook and he's kind of carving chunks and like blood is kind of dripping from his mouth and he throws a, a chunk s- to the steak tartar little tartar he throws a chunk I to the cannibals it's incredible Yes. He throws a <laughs> chug to the people under the stairs. Because evidently, this is the only way they eat, right? Is as, as if Pa catches a home invader, an intruder, and, and tosses him a few chunks. They frankly, he doesn't eat that much of Ving Rames either. He just kind of guts him. He's very him. wasteful, I thought. Right. Kind of guts him and throws him in some kind of cesspool that's just under his house. It seems like, you know, you could make some stew, you could put some things in the deep freeze. But at the end, I mean, when the the rocker dudes under the stairs are free, it's not like a scene from uh, the Allies free in Auschwitz. They all seem like normal teenage weight. So 
I don't know. Maybe everybody's breaking in this house uh, all the time. This is just a daily occurrence. Well, and that's the thing. It's like there are definitely moments where it's scary to be under the stairs. There's moments a fool winds up in there. And even Roach is a little wary of the people under the stairs. Like he like rescues fool at one point. Like if you're in there. I mean, he's one of the people under the stairs. Yes. Yes. I mean, when, when their buddy had gone in there earlier, they find his body with white hair that he was just so scared of what he discovered. He dropped dead is what we're supposed to think. I think. The but one else has that reaction. Even fool. He's a little kid. His hair doesn't turn white. He's seen some things in the ghetto. Seen some things. So in retrospect, you're supposed to think they're kind of cannibals by necessity. Like, look, right. We we don't have we don't have fruits and vegetables in here. It's whatever Pa throws us, and if it's the occasional arm of the garbage man or or the gas man, we got to do what we got to do to just make it through the next day. Which is, I guess, that's fine. It's like prison gay. It a hundred percent, a hundred percent, absolutely, sweet Jesus. So you got various people under the stairs, who, in retrospect, are not the the villains or the monsters of this movie. The villains and the right, monsters no. of the movie are Ma and Pa. They're the only evil ones. So when Fool breaks back into the house after escaping. Because he's coming back to rescue. First, they call the cops to like investigate, but of course, they could they don't find anything. You know, there should be bullet holes in every wall, shotgun, like. And not to mention, you should be hearing the moans of the people under the stairs. Yeah, right? just because you your tongue's been cut out doesn't mean you can't scream. Correct. Absolutely. So, fool is the only one who can save the day, all alone. Although, in the end. Like the neighborhood people show up and are knocking on their door saying, hey, you're not a very nice land <laughs> landlord and you're a slumlord. And we don't appreciate it. Something along you those bastard. lines. Yeah, we exactly. don't appreciate it. Exactly. There's the ACLU or something suing them. And some there's some reveal that the, the people, the evil people have like got their house rigged with dynamite for reasons not fully explained. <laughs> Right? It was like, I can't go through this way because there's dynamite here. So now what do I do? What? We're going to blow up the house? Which, of course, that's wind up up, uh, happening. The whole house goes up. But none of the good guys or even the people on the stairs seem to be bothered by it. Everyone just kind of strolls out. Oh, okay, we're good. Yeah, it it was a little uh, strange. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. To say the least. Why doesn't Roach show the other freaks I mean, they still have their ears. I don't know. Maybe they all heard evil. Uh, And crawl out and kill these mother effers. Well, Is is that too much to ask for? They're kind of trapped in the area under the stairs with just kind of simple sheets of like plywood, some kind of shiplap, if you will. You can't kick that? You can't kick a hole in that? Well, what happens in in the grand finale is Fool unlocks... Uh, the gate to the where the people under the stairs are. And then two seconds later, the Ma is running around the house. They're literally smashing through walls to get at her, coming up through. It's like, if you could have done that, then what have you been Why doing? Why did you do that all this time? But I have to tell you, because I've lived in really old houses with the lath and plaster. 
that's a different situation than drywall. Drywall, as if you've ever had a teenager, is surprisingly soft to a foot or a fist. <laughs> surprisingly. <laughs> Along Absolutely. with uh, hollow core doors. Uh, but lath and plaster is a whole different situation. What's the situation then? Well, because it's wood strips yes. shoved with plaster. So it's much more difficult to uh, just oh, go enough. through. Not for these guys, though. I mean, no. the question is, why didn't they just go through the walls that lead outside then? If they could have just done that, like Fat Albert or uh, Kool-Aid I, Man or somebody. I, <laughs> why don't you smash right through there and get the hell out? Yes. So, yeah. Why not, Wes Craven? Why not? Why not, indeed. But the good thing is the bad guys get killed by the people under the stairs and various methods. Then the house blows up. Then the people are free. So there's a there's a particularly poignant moment at the end because Fool came back to rescue Oh, yeah, Alice. I think I remember this. I had like a tear, I think. <laughs> well, Aaron fell asleep for about half this movie. So I don't know if she <laughs> remembers what we were talking about. <laughs> there's a moment where the par evil parents are dead because she's again alice is not their real daughter um and fool and they're hugging each other and you see one of the one of the people under the stairs kind of peek around the corner and kind of give them a little look and kind of nod and then leave <laughs> and it's just kind of like bro you're an albino cannibal who's been living under the stairs for god knows how long and even he was moved by their pure and innocent love. He was love. moved. Because in part two, we, it's revealed that they then become the brother-sister. They do. That's the reveal. And, and pe more people <laughs> under the stairs. I know what you did last summer. Um, the cats well, under the stairs. The cats under the stairs. <laughs> when the house blows up, all the gold and money is hurtled. So now everybody in the neighborhood has money. And that shields the fact that crazy albino cannibals are among them just strolling out on their way to live their lives so it's a happy ending so exactly all all as well all as well happy ending they go on to form you know smashing pumpkins and life was life is great absolutely oh, no you didn't question. know that was the origin story of smashing pumpkins there was, there were, I did not know that actually. Right. <laughs> there are moments when uh, the evil couple's dog is prominently featured, usually chasing Ving Rhames around. Uh, but they also put the, the dog like into the crawl spaces because this is one of those houses, and you see this in movies sometimes, where there's literally a five foot wide crawl space. It's like a everywhere. hall for strolling. Right. Do you think that, I mean, does that count for your square footage if there's like an unending catacomb? Another barbarian quote. <laughs> Are the murder tunnels under my house, is that counted in the square footage? These are important questions. We bonus rooms. In the, in Bo this bonus torture uh, dungeons. Absolutely. Uh, <laughs> but what I wanted to mention is how multiple times the dog is like the, the worst kind of stuffed animal purchase. <laughs> because it's, what is it? It's the weird little comic dog. You expect it to have like a steiger in its mouth. <laughs> yes, insult the comic. Triumph the insult comic Triumph dog. Triumph yes. the insult comic dog. It is. Where just, just a like, little bigger. Well, well, sometimes it's a real dog. And then you see Ving Rhames kind of rolling around with it. And it's just like <laughs> flopping around. 
Yeah. It's like Ed Wood with uh, Bella Lugosi and the Octopus, where you're just 100%. holding it, making the the arms flip flop around. A hundred percent, no question. Yeah, yeah. Um, this movie, this I don't even know, don't even know what else to say about it because it's so bizarre. It is such a collection of disparate elements, and it kind of like the title doesn't really give you a, an inkling of what you're getting into when you buckle into this movie. So good Lord. Any last thoughts you have about this before we go behind the scenes? All right. I've rewritten this in two different ways. Are you ready? Lay it on me. First, it's like a Scooby-Doo mystery, except like a tour bus breaks down and it's a Pearl Jam and they're young and fresh back in the early days. And they decided to make them their children. Slowly they get added. And so this is the beauty of this. Please. It's also a musical. It's always also a musical with you. I honestly, after watching Evil Dead the musical, I firmly believe some of these lesser horror movies, especially one where it's just so odd, would make an incredible musical. So do you think you think this is more of a glam or excuse me, a grunge music? I think it's more of a glam kind of rock kind of a poison. no they were not dressed the glam they were not no they weren't but their glam. hair seemed more glammy to me than gross. it's that transitional what was the year of this i think it's a transitional piece. early 90s yeah it, it might be a transitional piece because let, let's be straight i mean nirvana they weren't rolling around with crew cuts you know that's true it's 91 and, and they didn't the have like uh Steven Tyler long hair. It was long-ish. Well, and you know, it's like if you had long hair in the seventies, you're pro- unless you're David Bowie, you're probably just going to keep keep that style right. all the way through, right? I think it was the ones who were like, "I'm a serious like angry rocker." In the late eighties, you had long hair because that was the thing. When you're the, right. still that angry guy going into the '90s, you're like, uh, "I gotta hit the bar." Because when you're when you're rocking and you're you're banging your head, you want that flip flopping going around. Unless you, you have hair flip-flop. like me, where you it just looks like riffraff with a couple of scraps flying about. Exactly, hundred <laughs> <laughs> percent. Shall we go behind the scenes? Oh, please do! I can't wait. Wes Craven. The writer-director was inspired to write this film after reading a real-life news story about burglars breaking into a house. When authorities arrived, the burglars had disappeared, but they discovered locked doors and noises coming from behind. Children had been locked up inside the rooms by their parents, never allowed to go outside. And Boom. this has not happened once. I mean, there was there's a current case going on. They, well, they just there's... finished. This happens over and over again. Well, I think what made this story different is that these were the actual kids of the parents. No, the one recently was like, all, all they were all like chained to their beds. This is fairly the last couple of years. Oh, really? That's yeah, and one of the underage kids finally escaped and went over to the neighbors and the police came. And yeah, they were all like 90 pounds or less. And these were like kids over 18. It was It was a situation. Yeah. So you can't do that is what you're saying. So the government frowns. So I should have changed my children. children from the dungeon. Okay, good to know. You may want to change chain them in a dungeon. You may want to drop them in that fire department slot 
But if they're 17, they're going to bring them back. So no, don't do it. If they're 17. Oh, sweet Jesus. Uh, Wes Craven chose Wendy Roby and Everett McGill to play the parts of Mommy and Daddy after seeing them play husband and wife on the TV series Twin Peaks. <laughs> Boom. I like it. I like Absolutely. it. I did like their characters. I mean, they were just so perfectly odd together. So that's great that they were on Twin Peaks because that makes a lot of sense. It makes a lot of sense, doesn't it? <laughs> Hillary Swank auditioned for the role of Roach as Roach was originally written to be either male or female. Oh, I would have liked to see that. Isn't that interesting? Mm-hmm. Uh, let's see. Shortly they probably would have just cropped her hair closely, and then you're just not sure. Then you're just not sure. But who is cutting Roach's hair, by the way? Besides the shaving, <laughs> he, he was point. trimming his hair up like uh, Eric from the Bay City Rollers, where it was Absolutely. just... No one knows who Eric from the Bay City Rollers is. <laughs> I like to mention a specific Bay City Roller. Oh, I like to drop little gems, you know. As so we're we we're good. It's it's like the 1940 cartoons where there's references for all age groups. Shortly before his death, Wes Craven was developing a television show version of this film on the Sci-Fi Network. <laughs> you know it was a comedy. That's all well, it could be. If it's on Sci-Fi, you know it's a piece of crap. So. <laughs> Very upsetting. It's a drama as in the same vein that Sharknado was a drama. 100%. <laughs> um, actor Sean Whalen, who played Roach, was 26 years old when he played, when he played Not the Not one part. of the Whalen brothers. <laughs> one of the Whalen brothers? The Whalen brothers. The, yeah, not one of the Whalen brothers. Uh, sweet Lord. Uh, he was, his character was supposed to be 15 or 16, but he was 26. So that's yeah, I believe it. Yeah, ain't uh, fooling me. And even though Alice was supposed to be 12 years old, the actress A.J. Langer was almost 17 when she played the character. Oh, so my God. Go. That was a hard 17. It's a hard <laughs> She saw some things. Very upsetting. Uh, let's see. There's a lot of uh, film debuts. There's a film debut of Roach, film debut of Alice. Okay, Roach and... went on to do three other things. What is f film debut and finito? Uh, very <laughs> upsetting. I told you, he was the dude. There was a milk commercial. It was a very famous milk commercial that he was famous for. Where mm -hmm. it was, he's eating a bunch of peanut butter. And he gets a phone call from the radio station where it's a trivia question. And the trivia and he's question like, no, is, he said, like his tongue has been cut out just like Roach. That's how they knew he was perfect for Roach. He, we got, we got to find that and put that on our ticker talker. The, the thing, the, the trivia question was who shot Alexander Hamilton? And the answer is Aaron Burr. Aaron Burr. But if you say that with a mouthful of, of uh, peanut butter, it's Aaron Burr. Uh, and of course, it's a milk commercial because he's desperately trying to find milk, but he finds like the jug and it's empty. So he can't he can't swallow down the peanut butter. So he doesn't win the million dollars or whatever the hell it is. But it is ironic. He gets that and is immediately hired to play a creepy roach character who has no tongue. So therefore, it's a lot of grunting and groaning. Sweet Jesus. <laughs> Shall we talk about the cast and crew? Lay it on me. 
Uh, let's see. We talked about this. Written and directed by Wes Craven. You know him from such things as Nightmare on Elm Street. Yes. Scream. This is not Nightmare on Elm Street. Let me just put that out there. New Nightmare. People Under the Stairs. Old Hills Nightmare. Have Eyes. Is not even Hills Have Eyes. Let's put that. Which I also say is a horror comedy. <laughs> that is not a horror comedy. Uh, let's see. <laughs> Baby fat, you fat, fat and juicy. 100%. Uh, Fool was played by Brandon Quinton Adams, who actually had quite a bit of movies at this time. He was in The Sandlot. He was in The Mighty Ducks. He was in The Moonwalker video. And, of course, People Under the Stairs. He was in a ton of stuff at this time. And then he retired. Well, his career was over, pretty much. Uh, Everett McGill played Man, the evil daddy, whatever the hell his character's name was. You know him from Twin Peaks, The Straight Story, Heartbreak Ridge with Clint Eastwood, and Quest for Fire in 1981. He was in a bunch of stuff. He was in a ton of stuff. Uh, let's see. Wendy Roby played Woman. <laughs> woman. <laughs> Not Mama and Daddy. Express. Um, you know her from People Under the Stairs. Were the World Mine, which I'm not familiar with. She was in 22 no. episodes of Twin Peaks. And she was in something in 2022 called Relative. So there you go. Not Good familiar. Stuff. A lot of these people I thought were on so some soap operas, too. Did I, did I look at that wrong? A.J. Langer played Alice, the little girl above the stairs, evidently. <laughs> you know her? She was in 19 episodes of My So-Called Life. Never uh, saw with, that. Um, Oh, shoot. What's her Claire name? Dane. Claire Danes. She was in People Under the Stairs. She was in Escape from L.A. in 1996. Hey. She played the president's daughter, Utopia. <laughs> and she was in three episodes of Baywatch, playing three different characters. <laughs> yep. Good stuff. Uh, let's see. Ving Rhames played Leroy. You know him from such things as Pulp Fiction. Mission Impossible 2, Bringing Out the Dead, Mission Impossible Rogue Nation. He was in all the Mission Impossible movies, basically. Straight up. This is this is your star of the show. Yeah. This, is, this is the big name. Uh, let's see. We talked about Sean Whalen as Roach. Not you, Wayan. Not, not Sean Wayans. You know him <laughs> from People Under the Stairs, That Thing You Do, Twister. I did see that. Never Been nice. Kissed. He was in quite a, ton a few of stuff. Yep. Not bad. I take it back. Take it all back. Shall we talk about the rating? Lay it on me. People Under the Stairs currently has 70% on Rotten Tomatoes. You know what the audience gave it? 68. 61. Ooh. It's definitely in that high d kind of low c range more high d let's let's see what the critics the top critics thought about it you ready vincent canby of the new york times says though the new movie has its share of blood and gore it is mostly creepy and considering the bizarre circumstances surprisingly funny i told you when i first saw it i thought it was kind of funny impossible Variety staff. 
Not a, the variety staff. A that, pretense, that watched it last week. <laughs> pretty much. A pretense of social responsibility and most of the necessary tension get lost in a combination of excessive gore and over-the-top perfs in the people under the stairs. Perfs? I guess performances. Uh, there you go. Are they paid by the letter or the word? It's too much. Or- it's too too much. much. What is your rating of the people under the stairs, Aaron? I have to say, I enjoyed it more when I originally saw it at the theater. I thought it was just goofy and weird. Yes. I've enjoyed it a little less. As you said, I fell asleep for 30 minutes and then yeah. popped back up. Yep. Uh, I'm sure I missed nothing, uh, as I have seen this multiple times. Again, a musical version of this for off-Broadway would be fantastic. A high school production, something like that. It just <laughs> needs a school. couple of snappy tunes. Yes. So what's your a rating? couple of music montages with the the kids downstairs? Black holes, won't you come? Like, Is that and, the and the grunge song you know? upstairs shaking their fists. <laughs> ha! Get your get the gimp, get those guitars away from those boys again, and Pretty then Scooby Doo saves it all. What is your rating? <laughs> Sweet Jesus. All right. Two and a half zombie Eddie Vedders out of five. Um, I'm going to give it two out of five uh, half-eaten bodies in the cesspool. I don't know. It's... It's just kind of whatever is kind of my attitude. Two out of five Vin Rames hams for Easter. That's basically what it is. (laughs) It's it's not scary. It's not funny. I know people said it's a comedy. Um, It's It's, more bizarre. It's campy. It's weird and bizarre. I like weird and bizarre. I don't don't think it's... They say it's campy. The only campy moment I recall, other than the gimp costume displayed prominently... Is where give this camp. Is where Big <laughs> Rains is getting bitten by the dog, and Fool grabs his other hand and grabs the electric knob, and they all sit and shake for a few minutes <laughs> to knock the dog out in a bizarre <sighs> moment. So they're all electrocuted. Mm. Poor good dog Carl. Poor good dog Carl. It's a bad, it's a sad situation. Um other than that, it was just it was just so bizarre. See, I figured this is right up your alley. This is kind of a David Lynchian kind of. Why is this in here? I don't That's know. That's why I recommended it. I remember enjoying it much more, and now I'm like, my memories are failing me. I was stupider when I was younger. Well, I mean, it's not Porky's. <laughs> no, it's definitely not Porky's. That is for sure. <laughs> um, I just, I, I think the premise. Like I said, I was disappointed by the premise entirely when I saw it in the theater. Like, I thought it was going to be one thing and it was another thing. It's like that movie, The Village, The M. Night Shyamalan. Uh, I always talk about false advertising. M. Night. Where it's like, you tricked me to get me in the door, and then I discover it's an entirely different movie. Why do do I keep going, Kevin? I I keep seeing them. Yep. You can't quit. It's like Brokeback Mountain. I wish I knew how to quit you. Like it's pretty much like up. But that. now, but now I'm like, okay, I'm gonna wait for it to be on HBO. Yes, <laughs> let it be on for some free, you know, Plex or Tubi. Then maybe I'll watch it. You Sweet bastard! Lord. Any last thoughts? 
uh, on M Night. The one time no. he didn't do a <laughs> twist, he should have done a twist. <laughs> so thank you very much. Go to our page on X. We're on Facebook. We're on TikTok. We're on Instagram. Uh, you could be watching us on YouTube. For goodness' sake. For goodness' um, sake. You can also email us at the podcast that wouldn't die at Gmail. Gmail. We are on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, anywhere the finer podcasts are available. So don't forget to like, share, rate, and review. Won't you? Won't you please? Aaron, what is your social media situation? For now, I'm still on RT and First Day of Aaron Doherty. I am on Instagram. I am the cult of Aaron. Join the cult. Uh, I'm also don't feed the pigeons, but who cares? Thank you. <laughs> but who I'm cares? on various platforms. I'm on threads, the cult of Aaron. About uh, we are on threads as well. I didn't mention threads because I, I don't want to see any politics. You can keep that over on the X. I just want to see connect with creatives. So there you go. I mean, it makes sense to me. If you're a Nigerian prince, I'm not calling you back. You're kind and of if that. you're if you're texting me and then all of a sudden my name is Marie and it's a small Asian lady, uh, can't we be friends? I'm like, sorry, wrong, wrong number. No, no, no. Well, there is always How's those weird moments going? where it's like How's somebody goes like, going? "Hey, it's like you," because the way I do it, ladies and gentlemen, is if you like me, I may like you back. We'll see. But when I do that. I'm looking at your profile first, though. I got to do that, right? But when when I do that, sometimes I'll get an immediate direct message saying, hey. Mm. And that's it. And then just that creeps hey. me out. Just hey. I'm like, hello? Exactly. Then immediately unfollow block. If you got something to say, I'm happy to hear it. If it's just kind of a creepy, <laughs> yeah. a creepy intro Can we move this over to WhatsApp? No, we can't. <laughs> so anyway, as I like to do... We like to include listener, viewer, male comments as per usual. So discussing our episode, The Void, which had our buddy Pete from Middle Class Film Class, a lot of positive responses. People were bouncing in there. Mike Batchelor said, Void is fantastic. And I went to high school with Aaron Poole, the star of The Void. Ooh. So that's pretty impressive. Nicely done. Super cool. Semi-skeptic says, I need to watch this again. It is such a good film. I think Aaron would disagree with you, but I appreciate the thought. Yeah, I voided the void. Oh, We've so also good. got a lot of people bouncing in about Puppet Master, so we're going to have to get around to that. We are going to have to get around to that, no question. But Full Moon Entertainment, forever! Not forever. Subspecies, uh, Castle Freak... <laughs> castle freak next <laughs> week we'll be discussing the horror classic dolls this is another one uh, that aaron herself suggested for goodness sake one of the best doll related films plus the chick from the aha video if you're old and crusty like us take on me take on me if you want to watch dolls you can watch it on Prime Video. You can watch it on Hoopla, Tubi with ads, Pluto with ads. For goodness sake, it is everywhere. And you don't have to spend a nickel. So, and it's amazing. It's amazing. We'll see. 
So send in your favorite Shut your scenes. mouth. Send in your favorite scenes, favorite quotes, comments, and questions, and maybe we'll talk about it on the show. So thank you very much, and be well. Good day, my friends. <laughs>